the seventh word. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. With his last breaths, Jesus returns his spirit where it came from, to the Father. The spirit, the animating breath of the soul, the ruach in Hebrew, is that thing that comes from God to give humans life. We hear of it in the creation story. After God shapes the dust into human form, the wind, the spirit, comes forth from eternity to fill them and enliven the people. Or again in that classic vision from the prophet Ezekiel, where he looks out on the valley of dry bones and God tells him to order them back into organized human semblance. And bone connects to bone and sinew and flesh form on them. But they are hollow and their hope has dried up until God tells the prophet to command the wind, the very same life-giving spirit, to breathe into them and make them alive again. The Spirit is that eternal breath of God that makes us not just functional as humans, but truly alive and inspired and connected to the divine. It is the quickening aspect that gives us the ability to be God's co-creators in the world. And in this moment, when Jesus had done all he could, the only thing left for him was to rest in God's care and entrust what came from God back into the Father's hands. It is a way of saying, whatever may come, my life will be found in you, held safe in your hands, O oh my God. Jesus is quoting here from Psalm 31, 5, Into your hands I commend my spirit. That verse forms the basis of the prayer that Jewish parents have taught their children to say for generations upon generations before they go to sleep at night. The way we might teach, now I lay me down to sleep. In my Episcopal faith tradition, the words are still a part of our Compline service, the last prayers we say at night. The leader begins, into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. And the people reply, for you have redeemed me, O Lord, O God of truth. In the understanding of the psalmist, we trust our spirits into God's hands because the Lord gives not just initial life, but redeemed life, new life. It's a kind of acknowledgement that no matter how powerful, how vigilant, how diligent, every human being must rest at some point in utter vulnerability trusting God to either carry them safely to a new day or carry their spirit home to rest with the eternal spirit. And that we make that choice willingly and in full confidence because God has been faithful in it so many times before. It's a way of recognizing our own limit and being okay with it because we reside in God's limitlessness. Even Jesus reached the moment where the only path left was to rest in the full faith 
of God's faithfulness to us. The Reverend Dr. King wrote in his book, The Strength to Love, how he too moved to a place of actually resting in his trust of God. He wrote, The agonizing moments through which I have passed during the last few years have also drawn me closer to God. More than ever before, I am convinced of the reality of a personal God. God has been profoundly real to me in recent years. In the midst of lonely days and dreary nights, I have heard an inner voice saying, Lo, I am with you. When the chains of fear and the manacles of frustration have all but stymied my efforts, I have felt the power of God transforming the fatigue of despair into the buoyancy of hope. I am convinced that the universe is under the control of a loving purpose and that in the struggle for righteousness, humanity has cosmic companionship. There comes a point for all people when we have done all that we could do, used all the breath God has breathed into us to be co-creators of God's dream, and the only thing left worth doing with our enlivening spirit is to profess our faith that we ultimately rest in God's faithfulness to us and wait for a new day. After Jesus had cried out in emotional anguish and despair, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? After he had expressed his physical needs, I thirst. After he had made safe his family, after he had comforted his neighbor next to him in the same predicament, after he had made his theological declaration, it is finished. The only thing left was to trust and rest, to turn back to the ritual of the prayer that had comforted him so many times as he closed his eyes to accept the darkness. Into your hands I commend my spirit. And then to be at peace in the faith of that knowledge. Jesus entrusted his spirit to the Father the same way he would have every night, knowing that God would redeem him, would make him new, that when he awoke next, he would begin the eighth day of creation, the recreation of the world as God dreamed it. May we do the same and trust our spirits to God that when the dawn comes at the end of this dark night and the new day rises, we may be prepared to participate in the redemption of the world we awake to and the realization of God's dream among us. Many of us have done all that we could with the strength God has given us, caring for family and neighbors, taking stock of our own needs, lamenting our anguish and despair, proclaiming fervently our theological convictions. Now may we entrust our spirits where they came from. Let God hold them in God's hands and rest in the full faith of God's faithfulness to us and wait for the dawn, wait for resurrection, wait for new life, wait for Easter to break upon us. Amen.